0: This meeting is now in session. Okay, let's get uh, let's get started with attendance first. We've got. Uh, are, are we still? Uh, are you answering to Darth Apollicus? Oh, well, it is twenty fifteen. Last I checked. I guess we are answering to Darth Apollicus, uh, and I'm Darth Colander. No. No, moth
1: colander. We've been over this.
0: I, I you haven't really, been promoted yet. I really would like. I, you know, I think I do a lot of work around here. I really think that I'm a Darth colander. These like an honorary Darth colander.
1: Okay, I'll put it to the emperor. and We'll see you for next week.
0: Thanks. That would be good. But I and I know that I am technically a moth.
1: Okay. But I'm the
0: best moth.
1: You are. You're the best moth in the room.
0: And uh, tonight, in an attempt to uh, get quorum for the first time in quite a while, uh, we have texting in uh, is Feldeacon Alarcon from Earth-5 Planet of the Vampires. Finally. Finally. Uh, He actually wants you to know, hold on, I'm just checking, he says if we get quorum tonight, this meeting will be lit AF. Really? Yep.
1: Uh, well, I, I think, do you think we're
0: there? Do you think this counts as quorum? Actually, and actually we need five people to count as quorum.
1: Oh, do, you, do vampires count?
0: Vamp- vampires count, but they only okay. count the same as, as, as normal humans. Oh. So, but he says greetings, and he's a big fan of our meetings. Oh. Uh, everybody, apparently all vampires on Earth-5. Listen to us. Yeah, Fantastic. Yes.
1: I'm so proud. My parents will love to yeah, hear that.
0: I know. It bleeds through the dimensions. So they, uh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we also have a guest. Oh, Yeah. Beyond Phil Deacon, you said? Be- Fell. Fell Deacon. Fell Deacon Alarcon of Earth 5, Planet of the Vampires. Okay. Yeah. So he says hi. Uh, we have hi a guest back. tonight, besides Fell Deacon Alarcon, we have uh, John Klein. Hello. Yes. That's John Klein's voice. Hi, John.
2: I've heard it all my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you haven't heard it on the radio.
2: Not very frequently. There we go. Yeah. Except so. when this particular shock jock from Saskatoon uh, is saying bad things about me, calling me the <laughs> little lefty from Regina. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet.
0: Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. You know, we, can, uh, we can actually get um, Feldeacon Alarcon on that guy and uh, exact some terrible vampire vengeance.
2: That may be useful.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, John. Yes.
1: We wanted to talk to you tonight about this thing called uh, car sharing, which apparently you're involved with in some capacity.
2: Yes, I've been the president of Regina Car Share Co-op for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been a um, a small car sharing co-op since uh, 2008. Oh, yeah. And we've had a car since 2009. <laughs>
0: What did you do for that first year?
2: Office work,
0: ah. building the business. So did you did you walk around the streets going vroom, vroom?
2: We, we did tried. Did you piggyback
0: it. people? We, yeah,
2: we, we, we really uh, spent a long time getting our first car because it, it just finished off with the 2008 financial crisis. And so we said, hey, let's go get sponsorship dollars from all these businesses. And, <laughs> and that didn't work out for some reason. Uh, but in um, in 2009, I put my foot down and I said, "Well, we're going to fund this one way or another." And I funded the first vehicle, and then uh, mm. we slowly paid it off. and uh, And we had uh, a Kia uh, parked down on 12th and Broad since then, and it's still there. And we've al- also added a second vehicle to our fleet. Mm. Um, so I think you
1: know some people will not know what car sharing is because cars for them are you know, their own personal kingdoms that they move around on the roads. Uh, So what is car sharing?
2: In a nutshell, it's a a way to drive for less by only paying for the vehicle at the time when you want to use it. Uh, So it's like car rental by the hour. Mm -hmm. So instead of having a car rental depot, you have um, various places around the city where the members of the co-op live, and they just have to walk down the street uh 24 hours a day, they have access to the vehicle. They book it online. They walk down to the car uh, with the key uh, that's in the lockbox. They um, get into the car, drive it around, return it, and then the next person gets to use it the same way.
0: Cool. Has, any, has anybody ever sort of gotten into the car, screened tragedy of the commons, and driven it into a wall?
2: That is a totally infrequent occurrence. And we also screen our... Um, our members so that, uh, they're generally excellent drivers that we get to see their SGI or other insurer abstract and get, um, guess if they're going to be a good member or not and say, yes, you're allowed to join or sorry, we don't think this is, is right for you. We haven't really had to turn down anyone. Everybody who's applied has been an excellent driver and we've only ever had two minor fender benders in the, uh, almost eight years that we've been operating.
0: So, in other words, anybody who applies for the Regina Car Share can be reasonably assured that other drivers are going to be at least as good as them. Yes, pretty much.
2: Them. That's been the case anyway yeah. so far. Yeah, I'm actually a member of the Car Share. Yeah. Uh, well, two of us reason. in the room that are members of the yeah. Regina Car Share Co-op.
0: I yeah. actually cannot drive, and I am actually I'm serious. I have I have driven. I drove a car once in '98 uh in in a parking lot and this sounds like a joke it is not i just i'm never going to drive
2: i started driving when i when i was two but that that was by mistake (laughs) i put the car into gear and you didn't have to put your foot on the brake at that time so i I bumped the shifter into reverse and it rolled down the driveway and dad caught up in time and stopped it before it hit a pole across the street (laughs) and my next attempt was when i was nine i think and It went very well, and I had the choice. I either got to drive the van or I got to drive the combine, and I chose the van.
0: Right. So you gave up on the luxury vehicle then.
2: It would have been, yeah, closer to a million-dollar machine, but (laughs) I decided not to go for that extra pressure. A a full-size van seemed easier.
1: Right. Um, So, like, what are the rates like? for people who are like thinking about car sharing? Like, is it reasonable? Is it cheaper than renting?
2: Yeah, we just changed our uh, our membership uh, feed, actually, too. We, we used to have a $500 refundable member share, and now it's uh, $10. And um, instead of the damage deposit being put up in that $500, it can be done with a credit card instead now. Um, the rates are either a $10 a month plan or a $40 a month plan, and then you pay uh, by the hour and by the kilometre as well.
1: And you don't have to pay for the gas
2: either. No, the gas is included. Uh, That's what car sharing rolls all of the expenses into one bill. So you're not paying for tires, oil change, et cetera, et cetera, with the vehicle. You get the one bill and have the convenience of the car
1: right and what about the maintenance like are there are there winter tires for instance oh, there are winter cars?
2: tires too Yeah. so Excellent. unlike rental cars we we spring for the winter tires nice
0: hmm. do you put the winter tires on the car or do you just paint the words winter tires on the on the summer tires
2: the, these are proper winter tires installed okay. by professionals fortunately
0: I, I'm I'm asking these questions because really I my job here is to ask the hard questions. <laughs> I I understand you know, yeah. So I've yeah, you know, and and so far you're you're doing incredibly well. Yeah, here. this isn't my oh.
2: first rodeo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could I take a Regina car share car to a rodeo?
2: Yes, you can take it wherever you want to pay to take it to. Like nice. um, people sometimes ask, like, well, how many days can I take it for, and. Well, you could take it for as many days as you can afford, um, but the idea is to take it for as few hours as you need it because then you pay less. Um We do have the hourly rate, so every hour that you have it away and you're not driving it, you're paying for it still just like you would for a rental car basically mm-hmm. um i haven't calculated out the maximum amount during a day it's somewhere in the ballpark of sixty dollars or so if if you're um if you just want to book the car and let it sit around um uh, <laughs> and not drive it and not pay for mileage but then, then you'd pay about that um some people are using it for uh for going to uh, work because it um it works out well for the mileage that they'd get for work anyway and it covers the cost of the vehicle and
1: oh excellent yeah. and what about your membership like how many people are are doing this in regina
2: uh we've got oh boy i haven't uh, done a tally lately we've got over 40 members uh some of those are drivers that uh, are business members or corporate members uh is um one of our corporate members uh nature saskatchewan is a, another one um, and then there's many individuals that uh that share it as well
1: yeah although i've noticed that like i've never had a problem booking a car it's always been i think like once there's been a conflict when i've needed it at a time and you couldn't get it but uh
2: yeah and now that we've got two cars that happens much less too
1: yeah um any thoughts of getting a third or say like a truck
2: there are thoughts of that um generally uh, car shares to be successful uh share about 30 to um or uh, there's about 30 or 50 uh, people sharing a vehicle so uh uh-huh. with two vehicles and 40 members really we've got capacity to pick up many more members and still have convenient times available for everyone to share it uh so we may not be adding a vehicle qui- a third vehicle quickly it depends how many more people join the co-op
0: you should you should get a clown car. They have like um like they combine like the great size and amazing capacity.
2: That's true, although with car sharing you can car share and be the only person in the car unlike carpooling. That's true. Um the the idea is basically to have it as your personal car but shared with others when you're not using it. So that um that's how it's also more environmentally friendly because each shared car eliminates the need for maybe ten or more uh, personal vehicles to be owned if it enables the people who are in the co-op to um, use the car for when they need a vehicle but get around otherwise by bus or walking or cycling
0: So what, what's the precedent for car sharing? I mean, are there, are there other cities that do this? I mean, obviously there are, but wh- how popular is it in other centers around North America? Uh,
2: Winnipeg's uh, started theirs after ours. Saskatoon has started theirs after ours. Um, Vancouver is wildly successful. Theirs is named Modo. Uh, we actually use their booking system. Uh, we uh, And there's Communato and, uh, in Quebec. Uh, they're actually considering um, like uh, buying up other car share cooperatives even and becoming a mega uh, co-op for car sharing on at least the eastern side of Canada. Um, there's Zipcar, which is a private one. There's many other... Uh, um, there's auto share, I think, has been rolled into something and that's purchased it. I can't remember the, the ins and outs of that at the moment. But uh, Toronto's like has lots of car sharing, too, available.
0: Zipcar, is that Calgary? Uh,
2: there, it, I think it exists in Calgary, uh, but it's in Toronto that I've seen it as well. And when I was traveling in the States last summer, um, there was a lot in um, San Diego. They have electric smart cars parked around town.
1: Hmm. And what about on the planet of the vampires?
0: Well, uh, Deacon Alarcon says that uh, it really hasn't caught on as much there. They are very big on private ownership, and, uh, and they're very hungry as well. That's, uh, they're mostly concerned with a massive blood shortage, oh. because there's, n- there's only vampires right. on the planet of the vampires. That
1: was not well planned by them.
0: No, they really didn't get like basic vampire math. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then of course you can only use the the car share car on a vampire planet for like you know the nighttime.
0: Exactly. Yeah. During yeah. daytime, they would not oh, be safe. Exactly. Well, I mean, they have tinted windows. I'm sure. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know everything about the planet of the vampires. I just Feldik and Alarcon contacted me pretty recently uh, over Twitter. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, oh well, moving on. We also wanted to talk to you about, because you're a frequent uh, city hall watcher. I've seen you at city hall often. You've spoken at city hall several times about uh, cycling infrastructure mm-hmm. um, and other you know issues uh, around like environmentalism and transportation. Uh, we, we, the new year, it's the last few months of this council. Uh, what do you foresee for 2016 and uh, this council?
2: A lot of saying we cannot do anything because there is an election this year and it wouldn't be fair to uh, put our platform forward for voters before the election. Yeah. And there's also the provincial election. So, no, sorry, we can't talk about that because there is a provincial election and then they can't really say, have you talked to the province? Because the province won't talk back. Right. So, really, there's like I'm looking forward to like seven months or so of like business as usual, which is like conservatism, really. Right. So And
1: really short agendas, that'll be nice.
2: Yeah, there won't be a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when, when summer comes around, if it comes around, um, people will probably wonder about why the pools aren't being fixed and, and why they're falling into disrepair again for another year. When, if we jumped on repairing them, the costs to partially patch them would compared to totally fixing a pool yeah. so that is that I
0: guess
2: (laughs) and it would be nice if uh, they'd connect more cycling infrastructure from Victoria Avenue uh, downtown all the way through to Victoria Avenue East because there's no sidewalks through a lot of it and there's no way for someone to then get from downtown to their Park Ridge home for example uh, by bike right well, couldn't they
1: just go south and then get on the Wascona Trail and head down to the university?
2: Yeah, that only adds like north. five kilometers, so they could do that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe 10 kilometers add, added to the trip. Yeah, Most cyclists don't like to add that much to their day, but I mean, I bike nine kilometers today.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd have calves
2: of steel yeah.
0: if you did
1: yeah. that all the time.
0: Yeah. Where do you stand on mandatory helmets?
2: They are a very, very bad idea. I'm a very helmet-wearing cyclist, and I've actually had my head saved by one when a van knocked me off my bicycle onto my head, and my helmet fell into many pieces, but my head stayed in one. And the reason you can't have a mandatory cycle helmet law is because it's lazy legislation, for one, and two, it doesn't increase the uptake of cycling. Mm-hmm. So it's a bad idea that way. It just discourages people from doing it because it gives police a way to potentially hassle cyclists. Uh-huh. So we don't need that, and it doesn't like the, the stats show it doesn't make things safer as much as having proper cycling infrastructure. Which is why municipalities like SARM uh, Group is suggesting a helmet law because it costs nothing to stroke a pen and say, "Oh, you, thou shalt not." cycle without thy lid but it costs something to build a proper separated bike lane
0: right
1: it's kind of it's kind of downloading the costs of having safe bicycling infrastructure onto the heads of all cyclists
2: yes the the heads of children are why we cannot have nice things yeah
0: (laughs) it's called externalities yeah like your head i think our heads are externalities if yeah. for a bike rider. Yeah.
2: And even as a cyborg I'd still wear a helmet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, how is how is it as a cyborg? It's pretty good. Yeah.
2: I enjoy being a fully functional cyborg.
1: Yeah. You uh we should mention that you you have a cyborg implant yes. for real. This I do, yeah. Thing. I
2: have a computer inside my chest. Yeah. It can it can watch my heart rhythm, and if it gets to be a bad rhythm, then it'll shock me.
1: Yeah, that's why we put you in the seat that isn't up against the electromagnet.
2: That's good. I, magnets yeah. are bad for me. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go through big magnets. Oh, really?
1: No. Well, so you can. So, it, like, say, airport security—they won't. You don't. Have I have to go a
2: special card I give them, and then they look confused. Although they do see it a few times a day, probably still, yeah. but they generally look confused.
0: They're good at looking confused at airports. Yeah. So. Yeah. Most sorry, people in airports
2: are confused whether they work there or are traveling through them
0: that, that is true The
2: fees it, are especially confusing oh, yes, and well, the, the lack of a bus yes. to the airport is another confusing aspect
0: that is you know, it 's funny i 'm I'm from I'm from Halifax originally, and they, and their airport is a good half hour out of town, but they have uh, bus uh, public transit and mm. it 's because the uh, there was lobbied for because people who worked at the airport. Uh, need transportation back and forth I did
2: not know that, last no. time I was in Halifax I took a shuttle and I think it was $20 a person
0: Yep, uh, you can actually go down to the uh, the big uh, train station hub place uh, whose name I've forgotten and get a bus out to uh, out to the airport for a couple of bucks hmm.
2: Probably not an option at 4am whenever it was I had to get towards yeah. the airport
0: yeah, Probably not
2: yeah. mm-hmm. That might have been why I went with the shuttle Yeah but do you think Regina will ever get one? Because
1: have we ever had a, a bus to the airport?
2: Oh, Actually, we did. I just no. learned that yesterday. No. Yeah. In, in 1947, uh, according to a map shared by the city the other day on Twitter, uh, our first bus line um, after the Regina Municipal Railroad started to wind down because of the GM conspiracy to crush public transit in North America, um, <laughs> the first bus line actually went to the airport.
1: So that was like... The number one bus when there was only the number one bus. Yeah,
2: I wonder like yeah, I wonder how if they had zero one on the bus or just yeah. one.
0: I bet it was like route seventy three or something for <laughs> some bizarre reason. <laughs> route
1: Three. Yeah. So we had did did they say uh, how long that bus existed for? Or I don't know that because no. we so we actually got rid of a really you know. Useful piece of public transit.
2: Oh, we. Infrastructure. That, that's been a, a proud tradition in Regina for at least sixty or seventy years. Though, I mean, yeah. we got rid of the Regina Municipal Railroad, which is our street trolley system. Mm-hmm. Um, last summer, they tore up Eleventh and removed more of the old uh, um, streetcar infrastructure that had been on Eleventh. I saw the the tracks and took some photos of it for for keepsake. But yeah, we could have. We actually had the you know a massive electric vehicle network around the city, and now we don't. And now we won't even put in free-ish electric car chargers that are offered to the city that they estimate would cost $25,000 to install for some reason.
1: Right. But not only are those, like, too expensive, but to put back in, like, a trolley system of any kind or any kind of, like, novel
2: uh, public transit is just completely off the... Tens or hundreds of millions, I'd guess, just off the, yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's our directive at the Queen City Improvement Bureau to actually find more and more, like, private solutions. So we've actually uh, tried to initiate a program in which everybody has to own their own car, including children.
2: Well, as the president of Virginia Car Share Co-op, I'm somewhat opposed to that idea. Well, I think people should share cars more than own them.
0: We, we actually, we actually uh, it's probably time to tell you that uh, we've, we've lured you down here, and you're probably never leaving the basement here. So a
1: few of our guests too.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: hoping my cyborg abilities will help me get out of this mess.
0: Curses. Damn. I guess you can go then with your with your chest computer. <laughs> You'll be able to <laughs> circumvent our locks. <laughs>
2: but I haven't you, tried that yet. I'm afraid actually that someone will circumvent the the uh, bad security on my internal device because it does have wireless communication right. and, and no password. They'll upload
1: like inconvenient files onto your onto your chest computer. Well, yeah, I, actually,
2: I have a CareLink monitor, so that means mm-hmm. that at home, connected to my landline—that's the old-fashioned telephone technology—that uh, it can communicate uh, information in my chest. To this device down a telephone line to a computer somewhere, probably in the United States, where they have my medical information now that will tell them if i'm dying or dead or whatever i guess
1: and then they send you instructions back
2: they could in theory yeah as i right. I'm, I'm a trained computer programmer but uh, not a right. practicing computer programmer and i'd understand in theory they could probably hack, into, hack into my chest and upload new instructions to my heart well, device
0: you could get like right. firmware updates and uh But they talk to you in Morse code that makes your heart beat in in Morse? Yeah, I'm I'm actually
2: concerned that they will do a firmware update and it will break the device and then I'll have to get another incision to get it out (laughs) and put a new one in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they could make your heart go pitter-pat, like you're in love all the time. They, uh, yeah.
2: When I when I go to the pacemaker clinic at the hospital for checkups, they actually have that ability. They can click a mouse, and and suddenly my heart is like, uh, okay, that's weird.
1: Really, that yes. is so cool.
2: It, it, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> got the pacemaker ability built in, but I don't need it because I'm right. only 35.
0: Okay, but right. well, one day if. Just in case you can upgrade to like and have that pacemaker. Yeah, I can have heart
2: 2.0. That's right. Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of which, um, I have a question for you from Feldeacon Alarcon. Uh, he said he's been hearing your voice. He also says this interview is off the chain. Uh, he's been hearing your voice and you sound uh, very vital, and he wants to know what your blood type is
2: mm good question you, I think you, you
0: don't have to say what it is on the air uh,
2: oh i I will though i i I'm, I'm, I share a lot of my medical information on the air just to, to keep it real uh, I think I'm an a type of some kind um actually my my brother at one point uh thought he was one blood type and then learned later in life that he was another. They'd mistyped him at birth
0: oh i wonder mm. oh i've I've never thought of that happening before. It's yeah. scary, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Wow. Medical, so medical
1: is, issues. is a, uh, a an exotic blood type? Or? He
0: says that a um, negative or positive. Well, he says it's all good. I'm really <laughs> wondering where where he's getting his you know texting lingo from.
2: Um, oh, wait but, a second. My my blood type is not very tasty. I should point out, I guess. Oh,
0: okay. Well, he'll be disappointed. But but he's he's enjoying the interview. So. I'm good. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, it is uh, time. Uh, at The QCIB on for, for ninety one. Oh. Yeah, it are well, on ninety one point three uh, FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station. And it is time for us to start thinking about uh, some innovative revenue tools.
0: We have we're going we're shaking it up this week though. Yeah, we've actually we've actually hired our guest as an innovative revenue tool consultant.
1: That Will I be paid for this? As much as we are. Yes. Oh, or oh, yeah. even considerably more, many times yeah. as much as we yeah. are.
0: You, you, you just, appreciation you just re- is. Review your letter of offer. It's all in there.
2: Yeah, I don't mean to like hurt the market, but I'm willing to do this pro bono.
0: Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. yeah, done. Yeah, let's we'll get that letter from back from you.
2: <laughs> so, what what is your idea? Well, I noticed that the price of oil has sort of suffered in the in the late months, and and I've always heard the expression to buy low and sell high. And right now, it doesn't make sense to sell oil, so I'm thinking that because oil is low, Saskatchewan should be buying oil. Huh? And then we could store it in the emptyish oil fields that we've got. That's true. Because or, we've got all that space, and why? And it used to contain oil, and now is the time to buy it back.
1: Yeah. Or in our uh, swimming pools. Ah. Especially the outdoors. Ooh. The outdoor ones. It that, might you know, fill they the cracks. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean they're not going to be doing much for much longer so we may as well use them to store our
2: uh, energy reserves. But oil floats, Paul, and it might float to the top of the water. We may need dill bit, which actually the energy east pipeline I think is going to contain and it will sink in water, I uh-huh. understand. Okay. So we'd have to make sure it is dill bit oil.
1: Okay. So Excellent. we could put like the cleaner crude out back put it back out in the oil fields and we could keep the heavier stuff in our swimming pools. Yes. So that makes awesome. sense.
0: This, this makes perfect sense. I actually was thinking as well, we could, uh, we could sort of, well, we'd have to, if we're putting it in the oil fields, we might have to remove all that carbon dioxide we've, we've shoved into the ground to remove a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, I've heard that what's really popular these days is storing things in the cloud. Ah. Brilliant. So we could actually store oil, like shoot it into the sky where it would float in the cloud. Which I don't quite know how it works, but yeah. it seems to be the and
1: thing. I am barely using my Apple Cloud account. Exactly. So I'd would do- happily donate that to this uh, this yeah. effort.
0: And every so often, just we get like an impromptu like rain of oil. Yeah. Uh, which you know, small problem, but I think I think the uh, the, the loss would be uh, quite acceptable. And oil is like energy, so it'd be, it would nourish our plants. Yeah, I think.
2: I'm pretty sure it does. I've so. heard people claim that carbon dioxide, or having excessive amounts of carbon dioxide, is nourishing plants. <laughs>
0: <They're> but
2: <laughs> I do do worry that they are like actually trying to nourish different kinds of vegetables, possibly uh, human ones.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I hear oil being a carbohydrate is potentially fattening. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah.
2: Hydrocarbon. Hydrocarbon. It's the same thing, right?
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard it both ways. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that was a fantastic revenue tool. Thank you very Thank much. You're for welcome.
0: Do we, do we have any others?
1: We do. Just oh, oh. hang on a second here. Let me see if I can cue those up. Wow. Well, what did you think of those?
0: I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: I liked last week's better.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. The, that, that didn't give me that special feeling like last week's. No. But still, still long, long yeah. good revenue tools.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, John Klein's going to stick with us for the uh, second half of our meeting. So is the Feldeacon. Excellent. Um, well, I'll be curious to see what Feldeacon has to say, uh, because next up on the agenda is uh, City Hall WTF.
0: <laughs>
1: and we will be talking, uh, last week we talked about we uh, Ward 2, and the week before that we talked about Ward 1, and this week we are talking about Ward 3.
0: That's I did not expect that. No? No, I thought we were going to go to Ward 5 right away.
1: No, okay. we're not doing, Yeah. You know, Uh, So, Ward 3, uh, you're probably wondering where that is. And fortunately, we have Shane Haneke here to tell us where it is.
3: Commencing at Courtney Street to the CP Rail Mainline. East along the CP Mainline to Luban Drive, then south to Saskatchewan Drive. East on Saskatchewan Drive to Broad Street. North on Broad Street to South Railway Street. Northeast on South Whale Ray Street to Winnipeg Street, South on Winnipeg Street to Arcola Avenue, Southeast on Arcola Avenue to Victoria Avenue, West on Victoria Avenue to Winnipeg Street, South on Winnipeg Street to College Avenue, West on College Avenue to Albert Street, South on Albert Street to McCallum Avenue, uh, West on McCallum Avenue to Arcola Street, North on Arcola Street to Regina Avenue, West on Regina Avenue to the city limit, then North along the city limits to the point of commencement. Whew. How about that word three, Regina?
1: So that is the boundary of Ward 3.
0: I don't feel like I have a clearer picture where Ward 3 is no. by, from the description. To be well, honest.
1: Ward 3 includes all of downtown. It includes Cathedral mm-hmm. and the Crescent. It includes, uh, help me out here.
0: I um, believe it includes the transition area. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, fine eating establishments like um, Malt City are in Ward 3 and wow. Tangerine. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a big ward right in the heart of our city.
0: And what about the big Tim Hortons?
1: It's it is, isn't that like one yeah. of the biggest Tim Hortons in the world?
0: Uh, yeah, apparently. But it's it seems to be largely office space. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed not that not that I'm overly excited about given Tim Hortons. But when right. I heard this, I, I sort of pictured this vast field of tables. And people's, but nope. It seems to be a whole bunch of offices.
1: I was actually hoping that it would be more like a Willy Wonka factory, oh. but that made donuts, and you could go in and you would like go like ride the donut hole maker, and uh, get to like dance in the sprinkle fountain.
0: That's the yeah, odd. But I don't
1: think you can do that.
0: The notion of something that makes donut holes is pretty weird. I mean, because, just because donut holes appear not to be there, right? So technically, then there is a donut hole maker there.
1: Sure. Um, Oh, you know what else is in Ward 3? What's that? The Queen City Improvement Bureau and all of City Hall.
0: Oh, my God. It seems to me that, like, we've talked about earlier wards when, you know, Ward 1 is largely a lake. Mm -hmm. And Ward 2 is largely parking lots. Mm -hmm. But Ward 3 seems to be actual people and businesses. Yeah. It seems to be, like, a thing as opposed to, like, an an empty space. Yeah. With some people people sort of winging the... Yeah, edge.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great place. Yeah. I, I, you know, when we get out, it seems nice. Um, and do you know who the uh, the counselor is for Ward Three?
0: I have no idea. John.
2: Yes, I do. You want me to say? Yeah, it? sure. Sure, it's Sean Fraser.
1: Yeah, Sean Fraser, the youngest city
2: councilor.
0: Yeah, I hear it. Like he's <coughs> he's twelve. Or I think he is, yeah. Young. I mean, it's amazing. He I mean, is younger he, than me. He, I mean, he looks, he looks yeah, like a grown-up, but he was actually, like, uh, grown in a lab 12 years ago. Really? And, uh, yeah. Huh. Which he, he was, like, actually genetically raised to be, like, a good counselor for for the down for downtown Regina. Wow. Yeah.
1: So he's one of the Empire's clones?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, according to the uh, bio they have for him online... Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm really sorry about this frog in my throat. Um, according to the bio that he's he's provided the city, I don't know how reliable that is. Uh, he's originally from Cardiff, Saskatchewan, and uh, he has a political science degree, and he's a founding member of the Regina Car Share Cooperation. That's right, yes. Yeah.
2: So Yeah, one of the founding meetings, I went to uh, Sean's and uh, Nicole's place. Uh, It was in their their house, and that house has been demolished since it was on, um, I forget what street it's on. It's uh, right near uh, Central Park, uh, or a few blocks south from there. And, uh, yeah, there was a potluck meeting there, about 35 people, and that was one of the first of the two big meetings that got car sharing going in the city.
1: Cool. Um, Yeah. And he was also a executive director at Carmichael Outreach before he be- became a counselor, and uh, he is now working at uh, the YMCA of uh, Regina uh, as the senior director of partnerships, which I think is interesting because that puts him in an awkward position because the YMCA. Last week we had um, we had the uh, representative from the YMCA in to talk about their uh, Housing First initiative, uh, and. Sean Fraser is kind of connected to that. So he uh there's this strange conflict of interest as the city, you know, if it's going to support housing first, Sean Fraser might be able to use his position in City Hall
2: to help people. Hmm, that would be unusual for a city councilor from my understanding. <laughs> oh. No, no, actually a lot of councilors do a lot of good work, of course. I was sort of in the uh, the spirit of uh basement tutor. Sure. Yeah, it's okay. No, listen. To-
0: this is, but but it's an amazing set of accomplishments. I have to say, for a man who, only in two thousand and four, was a canister of incompetent slurry. That's true. Yeah, that's that is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should be very proud of we, our award three oh counselor, yeah. Sean Fraser,
0: and and our and our fantastic genetic nano engineers.
2: That's true. I'm a big fan of genetic engineering. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um
1: well, okay, so next up I wanted to play uh some audio of, of Sean Fraser so that people could actually hear what he sounds like. Uh and I have um this is from the budget meeting, which uh was at the tail end of last year, and this was uh Sean Fraser when he uh he uh tried to like get extra money added to the community investment fund. And this is what that sounded like.
3: And two motions to uh, to bring forward here. The first has to do with social development. I know Councillor Donald uh, suggested he, too, would like to bring forward a motion, so I don't mean to uh, step in the way, but I appreciate We'll see where this conversation goes, and we might have another motion later. I, I hope not, because I hope this passes. I'd like to bring forward a motion that uh, we put a, an extra million dollars, actually, into the social development uh, fund. Uh, and that money, to say where it would be from, it would be from the million dollars we just... Uh, reallocated to to knocking the mill rate down. Um, as mentioned by one of our... I guess I would need a seconder before I speak seconder to that.
4: Seconder for that? $1 million to the okay. sources Development Reserve Fund? <clears throat> I'm going to second it to put it on the floor so we have a discussion. Okay,
3: okay. okay if I could speak to it. Really to that. Uh, we had a, an excellent presentation tonight from Circle Project. Spoke to the uh, the fact that, uh, that the fund just hasn't increased in any significant way in, in a, around a decade. A um, million dollars certainly is a lot of money, but when we consider the so- social impact uh, of what that money had, it's, it's uh, significant. It's much more than a million dollars. When Mr. Archibald from the uh, Real Estate Association was speaking, I couldn't help but think, you know, we can talk about taxes and how it uh, you know, um, really affects the value of a house, but, but ultimately the value of a house, both tangibly the actual value price-wise and also the value of uh, living and maybe raising your family in, in a house uh, is really what the quality of community and, and this money in the Social Development Fund uh, has such a broad impact, some that we can measure and some intangible um, of what it really does to make Regina a great place to live. So uh, I'll leave it at that and just like to say I uh, hope people support the motion. I think it's a great, a great use of uh, public funds. Thanks.
1: So um, in that clip, he kept referring to it as the social development fund, but he was corrected a few minutes later by uh, city staff that what he was actually referring to was the uh, community investment fund. Um, and so that was, that was a request for an extra million dollars to be added to the community investment fund. Uh, some context on this earlier in the night, there'd been a lot of, uh, <clears throat> there'd been a lot of discussion about the police budget. And, uh, Councillor Fraser had asked the chief of police, uh, you know, what kinds of, if you could like give some of your funding to community programs that would bring down crime, what would you, uh, what would you put it in? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: the uh, chief of police kind of, you know, snuck his way around that question um but i think there was like this acknowledgement at council that uh the programs that the community investment fund uh funds uh bring down crime uh, the circle project was mentioned in that clip uh they they work with uh families that are in crisis and they're finding that every time uh they're able to uh you know solve a problem in a family uh, a lot of sort of public services like policing and uh, the hospitals don't end up getting used um, so this this million dollars that would have been invested into the community investment fund this wasn't like you know a frivolous investment i think there was some thought behind it that mm-hmm. you know this is money that could go and make the city uh you know run more efficiently and run better but that money was not uh given to the fund that was, that motion was voted down um and a little bit more context, earlier in the night, as Sean Fraser mentioned, uh, they had discovered a million dollars of extra money just lying around at the beginning of the meeting, and they immediately put it against the mill rate increase so that they were able to keep the mill rate increase down by about half a percent, and, uh, so yeah. then, they, and then they didn't have that million dollars later in the meeting for this motion on the community investment fund so i've also got a little bit of the mayor this is from the press scrum afterwards um the oh shoot i don't have that anyways afterwards the mayor had said that uh was asked about the million dollars that was invested in uh, keeping the mill rate down he said that was a really great use of funding uh but when asked about the uh, million dollars that could have gone towards the community investment fund the mayor basically said uh, that was just an outrageous sum to go into that fund and where are we going to get that kind of money and so there you have it so that's 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 what the kind of hijinks that councillor fraser gets up to at city council just
0: just another day in cognitive dissonance land yes No. Oh, fair enough yeah so um well uh, i have a comment here from uh fel deacon he says uh re sean fraser Five out of five would elect again. Oh, really? So we have uh, we we've got Feldeacon Alarcon's uh, vote, or so. I think I think uh, Councillor Fraser should uh, should take heed. Is the Planet of the Vampires in Ward Three? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Isn't it on
2: Thirteenth Avenue somewhere?
0: Uh, well, there there is a the, the down in the south end. There used to be Planet of the Vapes. Which uh, which I, I I don't know if it's there now. Um, very different thing. Uh, there is a dimensional bleed actually in the downtown area where I'm pretty sure this is how his texts are getting through to our reality.
2: Yeah. Isn't that so, where like all the artwork on 13th is disappearing into? Also,
0: I think so. Actually, yeah. I think I think it's an unfortunate like uh, consequence of the lightsabers that are uh, that that you know that are that are down in the plaza. I think they're actually they've they've actually fired off in a sequence that has opened up a dimensional rift, and has now allowed us Congress with the with Earth Five and perhaps other Earths of which we do not even know yet.
2: Perhaps even the ninth planet of the solar system.
0: Perhaps even the
2: which theorized
0: every every fifteen thousand years, I hear, makes a little pass through around close to close to us.
1: Maybe that's why our reception is so good with the planet of the vampires.
0: Maybe. Maybe mm. that is the plan of the Vampires. He's a, I, I got to admit, uh, Alarcon has been pretty cagey. Oh, really? About exactly what is going on and where he can be found. So is
1: uh, is that his name or is that just his Twitter handle?
0: Can't it be both?
2: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Mine is both, except okay. I've got Regina on the end of my name. Okay. Oh, so, <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Is that were you, you weren't born with that
2: name? Though? No, and I didn't legally change my real name, I guess, to include Regina, but my Twitter handle almost is my real name.
0: Fair enough.
1: All right. Okay, well, that's uh, City Hall WTF, I think, for this week. Next week we'll be looking at Ward 4.
2: Wow. Oh. Yeah. Some no. spooky music would be appropriate right now, right? Oh, we'll put it in, in post.
0: Um, Yes, exactly. So, uh, this would be a good time to remind everybody, though, that we are broadcasting on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's Community Radio Station. Yeah. On with the show! All right.
1: Um, Next up on the agenda, uh, I actually contacted, uh, we talked some time ago about uh, crosswalk buttons.
0: The most fascinating thing in this city yeah. by a long shot.
1: Yeah, and specifically, what I had uh, been curious about were the blue boxes that talk to me when I'm trying to cross the street. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I have finally managed to actually get actual recorded evidence that these boxes talk <laughs>
2: with an accent. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you guys ready?
0: We're ready. <laughs>
4: We
0: want to help you to cross safely. So there you have it. We want to help you to cross safely.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, It sounds a little bit like Bella Lugosi.
0: A little bit. Yeah,
1: a little bit.
2: The new boxes talk to the yellow ones.
1: Oh, what do they say?
2: I think, please wait or wait.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're similar
2: to the American ones that I held. If you hold, hold the button down, that's when you get to hear them talk to you. Right. And uh, I've heard that the blue ones were somewhat less reliable, so that's why they're switching.
0: Huh. Uh, Arakon says that his voice is Telames, with a Z on the end. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's actually, uh, probably he shouldn't say things like that. No, he probably shouldn't.
1: Well, um, I wanted to get more to the bottom of this mystery about the uh, blue talking uh, crosswalk button boxes. So I, uh, I posed as a reporter. And Ooh. I phoned upstairs, and I spoke to Norman Kyle.
0: And he he had no idea that no. you were actually a city employee.
1: Yeah, didn't have a clue. So, anyways, I, uh, I I recorded that interview. I apologize; the sound quality is not up to my usual awesome standards. Mm. But I do have an interview here with with him.
4: Uh, director of Roadways and Transportation. Oh, okay. But that
1: also makes you Regina's crosswalk buttons <laughs> are.
4: <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my uh, department is responsible for traffic signals. So okay. the crosswalks, crosswalk buttons, and uh, audible signals would be us
1: the thing that inspired this is I'm curious about the blue box okay. uh, crosswalk buttons uh, the ones that talk they say we want to help you to cross safely I've been having trouble placing the accent <laughs> and I have like five dollars on the line it is actually Transylvanian
4: oh god I, I wouldn't know who the accent is or where the voice comes from oh no that's the, the manufacturer so. right where did you get them from um they're, they're Prisma. Okay. Technic. T-E-K-N-I-K. DAPS. Okay. And uh, they're, they're actually an old standard. Okay. That's our, our previous standard. We've now gone to the new standard, which are Campbell uh, AAPS. Okay. What are those? Uh, those are like the ones you see more down. oh right the, the yellow ones yeah the yellow ones with the arrow and, and it actually gives you a vibrating tactile sense that it's been let you know that it's been pushed yeah and that it's working and then when it comes up it does the the cuckoo or the chirp right depending on the direction
1: um okay, so am I crazy, but I swear that there was a time when I would push one of those, the uh the arrows. I would push them multiple times and eventually would say, um it would say, Wait to cross in a really sort of peeved voice. Am I making that up or was that there when Yeah,
4: I haven't been at the city long enough to know. I do know that in, in um uh uh, t- 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 in some instances you could provide a an audible signal with right. some of these. But uh, whether ours actually said that or not, I'm not 100% sure.
1: Okay. So does this mean that we're going to go away from the blue boxes and just have the uh, the black, like the little arrows on the yellow? Or yeah. We, so we're not going to keep the blue boxes?
4: Well, we'll keep, as we, you know, as we add new signals and upgrade signals, so the blue boxes could be around for a while. Okay. Um, because we don't just want to replace the stuff for the sake of replacing it. Mm-hmm. As we do upgrades or equipment uh, fails or needs to be replaced, we're always updating to to our newest standard of what we're using.
1: Because um, I've grown rather attached to the blue boxes and the little Transylvanian man who warns me about crossing. Uh, yeah. I wanted to also ask you about pedestrian crosswalk timing most of the places that i go to if you're a pedestrian you get to the crosswalk and you don't push the button right before the traffic light turns you end up having to wait an entire cycle before you can trigger the pedestrian light to come on again um i'm wondering like why do you guys do that and uh why not just have the pedestrian crossing light uh, you know the little guy who says you can cross why doesn't he come up every time the light changes but and not just when it's been pushed the
4: button. Okay. Well, there's, there's. It depends on the location. Like mm-hmm. if there's a, if it's a real high pedestrian location uh, downtown, quite often they'll come on automatically all the time. Right. Um, if it's lower pedestrian volumes and lower side street volumes, they only come up when pushed because uh, a lot of those side streets, uh, it takes longer for a pedestrian to cross the road than it does to clear the vehicles. Okay. So it creates if it came up all the time, uh, like some cities with the, with off peak, off peak hours. Right. Um, they have the, the activated with the buttons, and at peak times they may just they'll cycle on. Okay. And and the reason for that is just because of the delay. If okay. there's nobody there and the pedestrian light comes up and the main street of traffic got quite a few vehicles and you're just creating more delay for the for, for the traffic so that's right. that's kind of the rationale behind that
1: right and does the traffic light if there's no um, if there's no trigger for the pedestrian to cross does the traffic light timing change like do the cars get do the, do the traffic lights change more quickly I guess is my
4: question well the the yeah so if, if, if a pedestrian light doesn't come up Mm-hmm. You know, we have the monitors still to monitor the traffic, but uh, like I say, typically it's a side street where we can clear the traffic faster than the pedestrian because with when you have pedestrians, you have to have the walk time yeah. and then the walk clearance to allow them to get across the intersection. Right. And typically when you do signal timing, your pedestrian timing links right. quite often will be equal to or longer than some of your minimum requirements. Right.
1: And just out of curiosity, do you know offhand how long it takes to sort of clear the crosswalk of pedestrians on, say, Albert Street?
4: It really, it varies on intersection, it, it varies from intersection to intersection based on the length of crossing. Okay. So the, the timing for pedestrians is based on an average walking speed. Right. Um, the, the Canadian standard now is 0.9 meters a second. Okay, <laughs> so we would have a minimum walk clearance, which would be the the walk guy comes up yeah and then then when it starts to flash, don't walk is when it would be based on so if the intersection was uh, say say the walk clearance was a walk time was a meter a second, it was a 12 meter wide road. you'd have 12 seconds of the flashing don't walk. Right before the solid walk came up, so it's all based on the amount of time it takes someone across an intersection. So. Downtown, some of the, the, the east-west drives are wider than the, the north-south. So, if a right. pedestrian is going north-south, they'd get more time than if they're going east-west.
1: Okay. Okay. One, uh, one other question I had for you was about um, pedestrian crossing placement on Alberton College. Yeah. On the south side, there is no crosswalk. So, going east to west, there's no crosswalk there. You can only cross uh, north-south on the east and west side of the crosswalk, and then east-west on the north side of the crosswalk. Yeah. But not on the south side of the intersection, sorry, is what I should have said. Yeah. Um, Why is that?
4: Well, the rationale there is because uh, college ends at Albert. And the uh, majority of your traffic movement is the left turns to the south, right, so if we had pedestrians so that's one of the considerations they would take into account is if we if we have pedestrians crossing there, we wouldn't be able to clear the traffic volumes, okay because there's less traffic turning north, and also you could turn right on a red light, yeah, and so if the pedestrians if it's, it's also for pedestrian safety too with that kind of volume and turning movement you're trying to remove the conflict between the vehicle and the pedestrian so there's a couple reasons there so one is the safety of the pedestrian the conflict you get them away from especially dual left turns people may not see a pedestrian if there's a vehicle blocking it Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is the overall congestion and capacity of the the intersection would go down because a pedestrian on the south side would back up the majority when the light is trying to Get those vehicles off College. We right. back the, the
1: traffic up. Okay, awesome. This was uh, fascinating. Well, there you go. Now you know everything there is to know about crosswalk buttons.
0: I'm gonna go and get his job right away. Oh yeah. Just because now I know everything that he knows, and I can be promoted up out of the basement. Finally. You
1: too could be the crosswalk buttons are that is, of Regina. I, I
0: really, I really hope he takes that to heart. And uh,
1: I hope so too. I do. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so uh, last few things on the agenda. Uh, just an announcement that there is a city council meeting on Monday, January 25th, where they'll be discussing laneway and garden suite guidelines, Regina Minor Football is making a facility donation out at Lybell Field, mm. the Regina municipal election, how much it's going to cost, what's all going on there, and uh, the renewal, this is the big one, renewal of animal spay and neuter program services contract.
0: Finally.
2: Yeah. Are they going to roll chickens into that finally? I have no idea. I get, You show up on Monday, and you'll find out. Well, the submission deadline was several hours ago, though.
1: Yes. Well, but you can
2: watch. You don't have to talk. Yeah. Where's the fun in that?
1: Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, last thing is uh, it's the last week to tree cycle your trees. So if you still have a Christmas mm. tree around, it's time to let go, people, and it's time to take it out to the dump. And the uh, landfill slogan is drop off a tree, don't pay a fee. So if you drop off, and that's not the slogan, but, I'm just, that's our suggestion.
0: But drop off um, your trash. Pay lots of cash. That's oh. brilliant. Oh,
2: they're going yeah. with that one too.
0: And it was better yeah. than saying "drop off your garbage." Pay lots of snarbage. Yeah. But, yeah. Sn- snarbage is a really it's a really obscure word. So
1: yeah,
0: it's, it doesn't even have a definition. I think it's Old English. Yeah. 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 Wallocky snarbage. Yeah. From Beowulf. Yes. I remember that bit.
2: <laughs> Maybe yeah. you ju- dump your junk here, and we'll give you a beer.
0: Hey, that sounds great. I like that. If they would actually just go to the dump and uh, drop off your garbage, and uh, and have a beer with the uh, the, the dump master. <laughs> Party at the <laughs> landfill, or sitting on a pile landfill. of snarbage. <laughs> right. um,
1: all right. Well, you know, you've been like a font of ideas, John. It is too bad that yes. it is time for the meeting to end. Is it? I'm disappointed yeah.
2: too that you're going to adjourn. Yeah. Uh, I'd but, vote against if I had the ability to vote.
1: And yeah. unfortunately you don't. It's just me and Aiden and... The
0: Feldeacon Alarcon of Earth-5 Planet yeah. of the Yeah, will Vampires.
1: he make a motion to adjourn?
0: Uh, hells yeah, he says. Let's get this shizzle going. Right on. I think that's what that means. Okay, okay. I'll second his motion. Okay. Motion passed. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Thanks to John Klein. we can be found on Twitter at John Klein Regina or at Sask Boy, you like. Uh, yeah. And also thanks to Ryan Hill, aka Guidewire, for providing our theme music. You can find us on Facebook at uh, QueenCityImprovementBureau.com or on Twitter at QueenCityIB. Uh, also, you can find us on the web either on cjtr.ca or on our website, queencityib.com. I right. have a good evening, everybody. Keep on improving, Regina.